Welcome to the Canola Watch podcast. My name is Jay Wetter. Our topic today is canola stand establishment, and more specifically, a new project called Canola Counts. My guest is my colleague Autumn Barnes, agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada, and the brain behind Canola Counts. Autumn starts off with a definition of Canola Counts. Canola Counts is a is a crowdsourced survey. Um, and what we're trying to do is to collect data from across the prairies on plant establishments. So um, plant density and emergence, and then tag that to location so we can kind of build some maps and get a good understanding of, of how those numbers change across the prairies and then year after year, how they change over time. And so the, with a crowdsourced survey, um, the more data points, the better. Uh, so that's kind of uh, what we're really hoping to do to by really publicizing uh, canola counts this year is make sure that we have a lot of users so that our data set is as strong as possible. We're going to be asking that the uh, the data get submitted starting mid-May when canola starts, uh, you know, getting to that two to four leaf plus stage. So yeah, this is the first spring and we're we're really excited and hoping we can get some some good awareness and engagement out of it. Autumn, why are you doing canola counts? Uh, why do it? Because we're trying to track plant establishment over time. Um, that in addition to uh, to changing practices. So uh, back in 2013, when I started with the Canola Council, we actually had done a grower survey um, right before I started. Um, and in that survey, only uh, about 21% of growers were actually counting their plants. Um, at that time, uh, the recommendations for target plant density were seven to 10 plants per square foot. And um, in around 2015-ish, we started having conversations about, uh, you know, maybe that number should change a little bit for what the plant density recommendations are. And so Murray Hartman with Alberta Ag at the time uh, did a big meta-analysis, and that's kind of what drove the recommendation from changing from seven to 10 plants per square foot uh, to five to eight plants per square foot. So, so that recommendation is important and it kind of, I guess there's two really big plant establishment goals that I, I'm hoping people really latch on to. And I think we're already making some, some progress. And one is, is setting targets for plant establishment. So setting targets for, for density and for emergence. And then two would be going out, following up and, um, and doing some assessments to see how you measure up against those targets so that you can make some improvements. So back in 2011, the grower survey showed that 21% of growers um, did plant stand counts. And in this survey that was recently done, uh, led by you, Jay Wetter, uh, in 2020, we actually found uh, 55% of, of farmers are counting plants now, which is really significant. Um, and so I'm hoping that over the next um, you know, few years, we can push that number higher um, and, and have every grower uh, commonly counting, counting their plants, like as a, as a regular spring practice, going out, counting plants, um, assessing their emergence and and thinking about how they can do a little better next year. So in this tool, what you do is you go to canolaaccounts.ca um, and then you'll auto-locate yourself or if you're not in the field, you can enter the location of the field that you counted um, and you'll enter your plant density and then uh, you can also calculate a, your emergence right through that, the tool as well, um, and then you would submit it. So you can do that for as many fields as you want. Um, and the idea is we're, we're trying to get it to be such a common practice that people are going out and counting fields and entering them, that it's something that they'll do, you know, regardless on, on every single canola field. Are farmers your main target for participation? Yeah, farmers, we do want farmers participating uh, for sure. Um, and, and there is good upside for them. But also, 
uh, crop scouts, you know, summer students, um, anybody who is walking a canola field uh, in the springtime when the crop is two to four leaf plus, you know, right after herbicide is a nice timing. Go walk the field, um, stop, check, you know, four or five different spots and average out plant density um, and then and then enter the counts from there. So really anybody could be using it. This crowdsourcing concept is kind of cool. I know in well, it's been done by various people over the years, but in the UK, they had uh, a birds like people counting birds and a lot of retired people latched onto it. A lot of grandmothers. <laughs> Uh, but in the Canola Digest cover, we actually have your kids out there doing plant counts. So this is this crowdsourcing can be a fun way to get the whole family involved. Yeah, um, honestly, uh, there are a lot of field exercises that my kids tagged along with me on uh, last year because we didn't have childcare uh, for a lot of the year. Um, but definitely, uh, I have a whole bunch of uh, quarter meter squared hoops, so we would just run out to fields and. Um, they would toss them and and count the count plants. So yeah, it's a really easy thing to do. There's a lot of really cool projects out there like that in this whole citizen science realm, and it's a way that researchers can can get really valuable information and not have to pay, you know, exorbitant amounts of money for it. So uh, we're hoping that this is um, kind of a new way for us to survey. Right, the the Prairie Pest Monitoring Network has been really successful over the years. Um, with with getting some insect data this way, and so hopefully for something like plant establishment, this is this is something that's going to be really uh, valuable. I'm assuming you've got this fairly intuitive, but can you quickly walk me through uh, once you're at canolacounts.ca, um, how do you enter your data? Yeah, so um, I'm just on canolacounts.ca right now, so you'll get the sort of landing page that'll explain how the tool works that you should be taking multiple plant counts and submitting your average from every field. There's a link. So if you want more information about how to count plants, um, you can go to Canola Encyclopedia to the plant establishment section. So the link is there if you want more information. Um, there's some information around uh, requiring a data collection, uh, connection um, and then a reminder about the prizes. So you, you click OK and go into the survey. You enter your name and your email address. And then there's some other options for data to enter just for record keeping. So if you're entering for a number of farms, you can enter the farm name. Then there's also an option to enter a field nickname as well. So you can kind of keep them all straight at the end of the season when you get the big summary email. Um, you could, uh, you would then auto locate yourself or enter the legal land location. Um, and then you enter your plant density in uh, plants per square foot or plants per square meter. You enter your emergence. And if you don't know your emergence, then there's uh, an easy way to calculate it uh, just by entering your thousand seed weight and your density um, and your seeding rate. And then it, it generates for you. You enter if it's a spring or a fall count and then you submit. So it's pretty simple. Um, it would take probably less than a minute uh, to do. And uh, yeah, it's it's kind of designed to be super, super easy and quick. How are you using the legal land description? Is that is that something you're sharing or? Oh, good question. No, we're not. Um, what we want to do is build uh, contour maps of the prairie. So so picture uh, a, a moisture map for the prairies, how we can see how certain areas, you know, parts of Saskatchewan are extremely dry right now and, and same with parts of Alberta and Manitoba. And so you can kind of watch how that changes over a geographical area. And this is the same sort of thing. We want to see how our plant densities change over areas. We want to see how our emergence changes over areas. So 
you would enter your legal land, um, but it actually blinds uh, blinds it to us um, down to the township. So we wouldn't ever, you know, even if we wanted to see who was entering what, we would never be able to see um, specific uh, data for a specific field. Um, yeah, so so privacy uh, was a concern when we were building this. We wanted to make sure people were com comfortable entering the data. So yeah, it's really just about making those contour maps. You mentioned prizes briefly, but, but so let's talk about what's in it for participants. Why would why would a person do this? Yeah, so I mean, aside from you know the the greater good in contributing to uh, you know an innovative way to collect data, um, it's also uh, you know we're offering quite a few prizes for this. Um, the tool was funded um, funded by Alberta canola, SAS canola, and Manitoba canola growers. And so they they contributed uh, to the build and to prizes as well. So we're going to be giving away weekly prizes for this tool. Um, so every week we'll export kind of the, the list of people who've submitted. And for every field, you get one entry to win, assuming you've checked the box. Um, you know, there's there's a box when you submit the fields um, that you want to be entered in the prize draw. So if you don't want to, then that's, that's fine. But check the box that says you want to be entered in the prize draw and uh, there'll be weekly prizes. And then the person in each province who submits the most fields um, will also get a, a big prize. Um, will, a, will participants get a report or any, anything, any information at the end of it all? Yeah, so as soon as you submit a field, you'll get a kickback email um, just saying this is what you submitted. So if it was a crop scout or, uh, you know, an egg retailer, somebody out scouting for a customer, they could immediately share that information with the customer that you were in this field and this was what the density and the emergence was. Um, but then also at the end of the season, so so we're running this for two seasons as well. So in the in the spring and then separately in the fall. So at the end of the spring season, um, you would get a summary email with all of the fields you entered, what your data was, um, and then you would also get a map of uh, of the contour map. And so the users will actually get it a little bit earlier than the general public. So you mentioned that you're doing this again in the fall. Is it the exact same program in the fall? Yeah, it's the exact same thing, except for you're, you're going to be counting stubble. And so um, you can keep track of for your own fields. You know, if, if you are losing losing plants throughout the season, then you can compare your spring numbers, um, you know, with the fall numbers. But it's the same. It's the same place, canolacounts.ca, um, except for when you're entering your data. And there's a box that says timing of plant counts. And you would collect, uh, click post harvest or fall for the fall counts and then early season or two to four leaf for for the spring counts. So, so two seasons and, and really important to count plants at both times. Let's go back to the, the target stand of five to eight. What, why is that? I know you mentioned Murray Hartman's um, meta-analysis and Steve Shirtliff, um, but what is it about that five to eight living plants per square foot uh, in spring and fall? Why, why is that our target now? What, what does it mean for the economics of canola? Yeah, so there, the old recommendation, as I mentioned, was seven to 10 plants per square foot. And we were finding that, you know, growers are pulling off better and better yields, you know, with lower and lower plant densities. So um, so Murray and Steve did a, a meta-analysis. I think it was published in 2009. Um, and Murray did a second one uh, 
that hasn't been published yet, but I've read the manuscript and uh, I'm waiting for it to be published. Um, it should be done at some point this year. Um, and what he did was he dug into hundreds of research trials across the prairies and put in a lot of work uh, calling individual researchers, getting their raw data and analyzing um, the yield, uh, yield compared to plant densities. And so that's when, uh, you know, with modern herbicide tolerant hybrids, um, that's that's when uh, he found that uh, plant density of five to eight plants per square foot is is the place to optimize your yield and your risk. Um, and so below, you know, in that three to four plants per square foot, that's where we start to see our yield predictability and our yield stability really start to drop off. So it's tough talking about uh, plant densities and yield because there's always somebody who, you know, I remember my first year with council in 2013, there was these like massive hailstorms that came through my territory and just like raised the crop, destroyed everything. And there were fields that had one or two plants per square foot that, that came back up and survived. And, you know, we had great, great weather that year, a long open fall, and those crops yielded phenomenally. So, so there are these one-off situations where you can have a thinner stand um, and you can still pull off a, a decent yield. But the reality is if you start with less than three to four plants per square foot, um, you're setting yourself up for a lot more management uh, issues. So five to eight plants per square foot is a really good place to manage, um, you know, get some uniformity uh, to sort of optimize your, your days to maturity, your length of time in flowering, to provide some competition for weeds. And even I remember, you know, the discussions that we were having, um, you know, with, with the research community and, and with the seed companies when we were looking at pushing the plant density recommendation below seven to 10 plants per square foot, and there was a lot of fear, especially from the weeds researchers, that we're already building herbicide-resistant weeds um, at a pace that is unsustainable, and lowering plant density recommendations is going to get us there faster. So, so below five, you have a thinner, less competitive stand that's more susceptible to stresses throughout the season, and it's going to take longer to mature. In that five to eight plants per square foot, it's more robust, it's more competitive, You've got a tighter flowering window. You're going to come to maturity a little bit earlier, um, you know, and, and potentially you could afford to, to lose a plant or two. And then above that eight plants per square foot, we start seeing a lot of self thinning. And so you kind of start, um, you know, getting to the point where it's not really worth the money for the extra seed above eight plants per square foot. So it's it's not I mean, there's a reason it's a range of five to eight um, and not, you know, everybody should seed at six or target six plants per square foot. It's it's really about, you know, each grower picking the number that's best for their farm and uh, and then playing with that and, and testing themselves every year and seeing how well they like that, whatever it is, six or seven or five plants per square foot or eight. So, so the one spinoff benefit of this plant counts project is that it'll get people out there. Uh, counting. I mean, it's not just we're collecting numbers, we're creating that map, but it encourages people to get out there and, and really evaluate their stands. And maybe we can push that number. We're at 55 now, which is good, but let's let's go towards 100. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think um, every year um, there's always commentary about how expensive canola seed is. And um, it is a premium input, right? It's it's not a cheap input. It's one of what it's the second second highest expense in putting a, in in growing canola um, next to fertilizer. And so, I think it comes down to treating that premium input like a premium input, right? And and making sure that every single seed that goes into the ground is accounted for, and we're trying to turn that into a plant at the end of the year. And 
we're not really going to get there if we're just dumping seed into the ground and, you know, seeing what happens at the end of the year. It's about setting these really precise goals, going out and measuring every year, and then making these incremental changes so that, you know, at some point in the next few years, maybe by, by 2025, we are optimizing every single canola acre. That's great, Autumn. Last word. What, what, what do you like to close with? One thing we didn't talk about, actually, is the, the Egg Canada Weed Survey. Up until um, this canola counts was started, the only real survey of plant establishment was through the Weed Survey. And that's something that's done every five years by Egg Canada. It's an awesome survey. It's really in-depth. Um, there's a, a big team working on it um, that's led by Julia Leeson. And uh, that tool is really, really awesome. And so I'm hoping that um, canola counts will supplement that data. And we can actually um, make the two surveys sort of complementary. This one is a really low budget one um, that we're looking to get a lot of buy-in and a lot of people using it. And like we've discussed, sort of change those practices and get people out there counting themselves. But then we can also, you know, use this data in harmony with that bigger Ag Canada Weed Survey, which isn't as frequent because it is a more in-depth survey. One of the things that that weed survey did show, the last one, was that a lot of fields are below that five plants per square foot threshold. So that this is why we've made good use of that survey. And we're hoping that uh, this, this plant counts will show perhaps an improvement, or at least if not an improvement, then identify that we have room to improve when it comes to meeting our targets. And actually, like in regards to that weed survey, um, the last time that it was in Alberta was 2017. And yeah, it was you know, a, a remarkable number of fields uh, whose averages were below five plants per square foot. But then also that piece around uniformity, you know, that there were what, like, I think in Alberta in um, in 2017, when it was last year, I want to say it was around 90% of the fields had patches with less than five plants per square foot. So when growers and agronomists and folks are out counting plants this year, make sure you're not just going to one spot, go check, check the whole fields and see if you're having issues with uh, uniformity as well, because that can really impact yield in addition to density, right? It's it's not enough to have five to eight plants per square foot in a quarter of your field. It's got to be the whole thing uniformly distributed. All right, last, just one last quick reminder. When do you want people to do their spring counts? Yeah, so spring counts should be done when the crop is at least two to four leaves. So you want all of the seeds that are going to be growing uh, into seedlings, you want to be able to count them. So one good time to do that is after herbicide timing, but really it's after two to four leaf. And you want to make sure you're only counting plants in the seed row, um, you know, especially if if you've uh, waited towards a, a deeper or a tighter rotation, you want to make sure that you're not counting volunteers. So count the plants in the seed row um, and make sure it's at least two to four leaf stage or after herbicide timing. Thank you, Autumn. To use the Canola Counts tool, go to canolacounts.ca. For more on canola crop establishment, please check out the plant establishment chapter at canolaencyclopedia.ca. Thanks for listening. I'm Jay Wetter. Canola Watch is a research-based agronomy service from the Canola Council of Canada in cooperation with the Provincial Canola Grower Associations, SAS Canola, Alberta Canola, and Manitoba Canola Growers. Sign up at canolawatch.org.